0: Hello and welcome to Too Fast, Too Forever. There's all kinds of family, we chose this one. This is episode 56, Pit Stop, Brick Mansions, from 2015, 2014. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm
1: Joe 2, and this episode is brought to you by the Main School of Masonry, Building Futures. The art of masonry is tragically becoming a lost skill in time when the demand for masons is incredibly high. The main school of masonry is changing that by teaching new generations and the craftsmanship of masonry. Um, Did you get your trowel?
0: I would love to see someone parse through your Google search history and be like, why is he trying to learn all these things and not follow through on any of them?
1: Story of my life. That's it's probably not far off of what I'm actually doing, to be honest.
0: Very possible. Very possible. We are here. I did get my trowel. Did you get your trowel? Yeah, I did. Have you tried it? No, I don't. What? Why? I don't. I haven't learned how to mason. You didn't until, build a brick mansion. I did not build a brick mansion. Unfortunately, there is no. Uh, there are no dead bodies in the walls here that that RZA is putting up. I mean, there are dead bodies in this movie, but he is not. You know, closing any of them up within walls. Unfortunately, True. today's movie is continuing the Brian O'Connor lap. This is also importantly the pick Patreon from pick. Ben Milliman. Patron yeah. pick over on patreon.com slash too fast too forever. If you over there join at the $10 level or above, you get to pick one movie a you year too. for us to watch. You two can pick a movie to you watch. You two can pick a movie. And so Ben picked this one. And we also talked about recently that Jake would have picked this one. Uh, so this is kind of going out to both of them. So thank you both for supporting us over there. We've got a little bit more news about that coming up shortly uh, in the news segment. Before we get there, extracurricular activities. Joe, I know you've had a... A rather full weekend since we last recorded, so why don't you hit us with that?
1: I actually went back to Pittsburgh this weekend. We went to the Penguins game on Saturday. They played the Oilers and lost in overtime. It was actually a really good game, though. It was only 2-1, but the Penguins had, like, 50 shots, so it was, like, very exciting. I somehow managed to get the exact seats that were my season tickets seats, like somebody was selling them. So I had to sit in my old seats, which is incredible to me, kind of with my parents. And then we went to the Steelers game on Sunday. That was fun. Watch Adam Vinatieri miss the oh game boy. winning field goal. What
0: What a gentleman. I was like, oh, it's Vinatieri. Like,
1: you know what I mean? Like everybody's sitting there like Adam Vinatieri, most money kicker of all time. Well,
0: this he's game. had a rough year. I don't know if you've been he, following, but he was bad for like three games and he was good again for four games. And now he's like really bad again. And that kick, that kick to, to lose the game. Who? Oh boy, that was a that was a doozy.
1: I know. but That you're, kick you're was kicking...
0: as good as Zach's kicks. <laughs>
1: it, it absolutely was. But he's kicking into, like, the open end of Heinz Field. Like, if you know anything about Heinz Field, it's open on one end, so the wind blows off the water. And um, it was very windy that day. So, like, we're like, we got a shot here. You know what I mean? Like, we're all kind of like, we're not going to say it, but we're all thinking, like, there's a little bit of a chance here. It's like 42 yards. He had, like, a kind of wiggly one earlier, and he missed it, and we went nuts. And then we just went to the casino and got drunk and um, came home Monday morning.
0: Very, very cool. What it's... did I do on Saturday? Oh, I went down to... I just saw The Lighthouse again, which was very exciting. And then I went to hang out with uh, Chris Podcast, past cool. guest of this show. Yes. Uh, some of his friends, who have now become my friends, had a, a Halloween party. And so we went over there and then oh, I uh, or I yeah. went over there and I met up Chris there and a bunch of it, the friends. And then we played some rock band and I came home. But it's been well, kind of a cool. low-key... Week. I saw other movies in theaters. What else did I see? Oh, I saw the new Terminator movie, which is okay. And then I saw Parasite, which rules. Really? Yes, Parasite's awesome. I, even, it's a I didn't Korean hear about movie. this. Korean movie. Um, by the guy who did Snowpiercer, he did The Host. Okay. Bong Joon-ho has done those two, plus... Oh, he did Okja on Netflix a couple of years ago. He did Mother... Um, yeah, he's just, he makes these crazy movies. Wait, was
1: Mother the really. Didn't no. we watch that one?
0: There's a different mother. Mother was the. The mother that you saw was the uh, Darren Aronofsky, Jennifer Lawrence one. This is a Korean yes. mother. This okay. is a different mother. But yeah, no, Parasite's great. I uh, can't really talk about it at all because it feels like anything you would say about it is a spoiler, but it's okay. cool to see. Cool. What's nice to see, and I sort of. Maybe railed about this on this podcast before, but now it seems to be getting a little bit better. That there are kind of indie or smaller movies in AMC. So like oh, Parasite's yeah, nice. there, and The Lighthouse is there, and okay. Motherless Brooklyn's there. And I saw oh I saw Jojo Rabbit in theaters, and I did not love that, but I really liked it. But okay. it's cool to see like things that aren't necessarily just the hugest of blockbusters, you know, in our uh, everyday movie theater.
1: Yeah, I think we're gonna start to move towards that way. Like we were on a blockbuster run for a while, and. People are getting sick of it, I think. Like, I mean, I'm not that I don't like the Marvel movies, but after the 700th one, like, people are going to be like, okay, can we not get a. You know well
0: there's that million. whole backlash now from like Steven Spielberg Isn't this, exactly. is Spielberg or like uh, you know Elise Scorsese, Scorsese and he did a follow-up op-ed in the New York Times like let me explain what I meant and he's not wrong but it's just like he shouldn't have to say it but he did and just oh uh, huh, boy
1: put your foot in your mouth and stop you're not really gonna win anybody over anybody that's with you is with you and anybody that's not is just gonna get angrier so
0: yep. yeah and actually this is a perfect little transition here to announce our next pit stop in two weeks. Okay. On November 26th, is it? we are going to the theater. So we're giving you time oh, to also go to the theater right. as well. I forgot go about Go see this. Ford v. Ferrari, the new racing movie. Um, so it comes out Bale. Friday. Christian Bale, yes. And who's the other person in it? Matt Damon. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, that's what I thought.
1: Yeah, so it looks interesting. Um, the story, I know the the actual story of Ford versus Ferrari.
0: I don't know anything about it.
1: Oh, okay. So I won't spoil anything for you, but it's a really interesting, fun, cool story. And there's like, there's been plenty of like books, documentaries, all this stuff about Ford wanting to beat Ferrari and Le Mans. That's Mm -hmm. the whole premise of the thing. All the backstory that goes into it and these kind of things. And it's, it's really cool. So I hope I can't wait to see the movie because I know the the real story and I'm excited for you to see the movie. I would probably go into it. Not just don't know anything about it. Like this isn't a story you should like research to go see. Like, if you made it this far without knowing anything about it, go into a blind. See how see how you feel about it. I will
0: do. So that comes out Friday the 15th. So as you're listening to this, it comes out this Friday. So we're not going to have the episode out for, like, basically a week and a half after that. So you've got some time. You basically have two weekends to go to the theater to see that. Uh, so hopefully you do. It's but fair. even if you don't, you're going to have the entire intro segment for us to listen to. And yeah. you can catch up, you know, whenever you catch up. True.
1: Yeah. Also, this is a movie, like, if you want to listen to the episode, like I said... Just go read the fucking story about what happened, and then we can talk about the movie. I mean, like, you know, it's not one that's going to be like super spoily because yes. you can't really you like if you wanted to, you could spoil it right now. Like, you yep. know what the movie's about.
0: So so insightful. I, I that's that's a that's a great point.
1: Thank you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, a couple things. Um, number one, before we yes. open the mail bag. We picked our next, two Patreon, our next two lap themes. Yes, we did. So laps and It six took some deliberation. Seven. Yes, but actually less deliberation than I was uh, fearing, I guess. Okay. You know, we, we kind of settled on what we want to do pretty quickly, which was good. Yeah, we did. So here's the deal. We're not trying to, like, uh, extort you, blackmail you, dear, dear listener. But we announced on Patreon what the two themes are going to be. We're not going to announce what they are on here until the relap recap before the new lap. Yep. So if you want to know what they are, lap six and lap seven, so basically all of 2020. You go on a Patreon, even if you pay a dollar a month, you can see those over You'll there. You'll get it, yep. We put them there because, specifically, we've got Jake, we've got Ben, and we've got Alex at the $10 level. They all get to pick a movie for one of those two laps.
1: So we wanted to give them a heads up, let them have
0: time to yes. think about
1: what their movies were, find something that fits the theme, you know, stuff like this. And also,
0: it doesn't have to be a movie. It could be a TV show. It could be, like, some kind of activity. Like, there's something just thematically tied Work. to the lap.
1: Anything? Yeah, it doesn't matter.
0: Lap six and seven available to peruse, to browse at toofast And we, you know, like we said, we also added that program an entire lap, an entire theme, an entire lap over there at the $25 a month tier. Yeah. Uh, but shout out right now to Cassie Wilson, Jake Freer, Ben Milliman, Nick Burris, and Alex Ellenin for supporting us at the $5 Thank a month level or above. Thank you all so very, Thank very much. You. So now, Joe, unfortunately, we have no email today. I think this is sort of the ebbs and flows of the weekly show. Sometimes we're going to have, like, last week we had six and six days. True. And yeah. now we had none. So people are catching up. It's okay. What if no one ever emailed us again?
1: That would be really funny, right? It would feel weird. I think that would just we would just go with it. And we could just, like, get to a point where we'd be like, well, next segment about the news. <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) Like, we would just, like, pretend like there was never any mailbag. People would be listening. They'd be like... Was there? Did I always like? Did they never have emails? Are they just making them up?
0: You joked about that before, I think, right? I like have you joked about how Dude, we just like we if we, I was we just write like the emails to yeah. ourselves? You just
1: re- oh yeah, you just write them to yourself because I can't see them. So like you could just be reading something that you wrote in different tones all the time,
0: and like It'd be so much work. Like I I love this podcast, but I do not love it that much. <laughs>
1: you you made fake social media for Wells and Jake and oh boy, and you just talked to me through the fake social media.
0: <laughs> <sighs> That would be, it would be, it would be, like, I don't know who that would be for. Who would that be for?
1: <laughs> I have no idea of it. You're just like, you're just really looking out for my feelings. Like, you're just trying to make sure that I feel good while doing this. You're like, yeah, people are listening. Here they are.
0: It is <laughs> wild. I do want to see here. Hold on one second. So, what I do want to call out is that we have someone on Twitter, uh, Leo Rubinkowski, who I don't believe has ever emailed in. And I don't know if we know who this person is. However, Leo wrote a poem, which was awesome, to commemorate. The release of Hobbs and Shaw on Blu-ray.
1: On the 5th of November.
0: On the 5th of November. And so he wrote, uh, Leo wrote this and said, I adapted a poem for Hobbs and Shaw on the occasion of November 5 at Too Fast You Forever Thought You Two Would Enjoy It at SoulPop at Joey D. So I'm going to read this poem. And in light of not having email, uh, here's the poem that Leo wrote. I
1: hope Leo hears it.
0: Remember, remember the 5th of November, the etion transhumanist plot. Forbid that with time, oh, the Etion crime should ever be forgot. Brixton lore and companions did the scheme prepare with snowflake released in the world. None to spare. Steal Andrico's mixture to prove the weak man no fixture. But by God's providence, him they catch with cooperative stratagems in a match. Hobbs first and then Shaw fought alone to a draw. Then I know I'll defend you attack. Back and forth we go. Give the villain no slack. A keystroke, a keystroke to kill the bloke. Protein and a lift to celebrate. <laughs> An ale at the bar to relax. Each in La Familia a mate. Hello, our boys. Hello, our boys. Mark the autumn day. Helloa boys. Hello, our boys. Hobbs and Shaw is out on Blu-ray. Hip, hip, Hooray. Well, thank you, Leah. That was That was a really
1: good poem. I actually really liked it. Yeah, we shared it. We appreciate Leah writing the poem, and we did enjoy it, so thank you for sharing.
0: And weirdly enough, I don't want to spoil this, because I don't even know if you know about this. I I think I maybe shared this with you once, or told you about this once, but this is something akin to something we've got planned, not that we wrote, but planned for a future pit stop down the run. So uh, just putting that out there, poetry not going to be far necessarily from our hearts has nothing to do, unfortunately, with uh, You Are My Lifespan. Something totally different Damn, altogether. Weird.
1: I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember.
0: Also, I looked on uh, Apple Podcasts for Too Fast, Too Forever. Still 17 reviews, all five stars. Still, still. still the same number of uh, still 17 ratings, all the reviews. If you have not reviewed us, if you have not rated us, uh, it helps. So do that, I guess, please. Yeah, Thank please. you. Please. On the streets and rock the vote. Is there news? There was news. What was the news that we talked the about news, since? The
1: news was, I forget what Slash Film maybe said it. They're bringing back Brian and Fast 9.
0: Oh, no, it wasn't Slash Film. It was some like, real like weird kind of third-rate site or whatever.
1: We've talked about this before. And how we feel about it, both of us are kind of in the camp of, like, let Brian be gone. Um, And I think it'll be hard to do, like, a tasteful kind of Brian reboot, knowing that Paul Walker's, like, actually dead. I don't know how I feel about it. We know that his family said that they wanted, like, Cody to be in the movies, and they wanted Brian to stay being in the movies. We have to trust that they have Brian's best interest at heart, right?
0: Yeah, it seems like, based on everybody who's commenting on our our Facebook, on the post on Facebook, is that uh, people seem... Like they think it's real. They either don't want him to come back or if they're going to come back just to use Cody, his brother Cody, Paul Walker's brother Cody to be in there. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm with you, though. I don't know how I feel. Like I think if it makes sense, I'm not 100 percent against it. But I also think that he ended in such a great way that I think it's fine yeah. to leave as is, you know what I
1: mean? I think so, too. And there's such a fine line of just being, like, tasteful and good Yeah. that I'm nervous that there's a really big chance that they they do a bad job. And I'm just nervous that, that because that chance is so high that they won't do a good job. That's mainly where all of my uh, nervousness stems from.
0: I just saw a news post today, unrelated to this, but related in several ways, is that James Dean you know, made three movies before he died. They're going to make a new James Dean movie and and put him back with CGI. It's like, why? I don't understand why.
1: I don't know. And these are these things, like, James Dean's not here to ask him, like, hey, do you want us to CGI you into a movie? Because I think that his wants should be acknowledged, right? Like... We don't know if Paul Walker wanted to be CGI'd into another movie.
0: Do you think this is going to be a question that we need to ask people before they, like, in their will? You know what I mean?
1: I think we might have to get to a point with, like, deep fakes and stuff like that that, like, we might have to have actors be like, don't put me in a movie later. Like, no posthumous movies, you know?
0: There is a movie that I don't know if we've ever picked for Film Club. It definitely feels like a movie I would pick for Film Club. It's called The Congress. Have we talked about The, the Congress before? No. So The Congress came out in, like, 2013, and I I've <laughs> I sort of uh, incepted it into some of my boss's writing because he writes about, you know, deep fakes and futures and, you know, yeah. AI and all this exactly. kind of yeah. stuff. And The Congress is a movie in which Robin Wright, who is uh, yeah. Claire Underwood, also mm-hmm. uh, Princess Buttercup from The Princess Bride, yep. plays herself, or a version of herself, and she's an actress, and she's sort of, you know, as she's an older actress, not, you know, she doesn't have as many parts as she once did. She consents to sort of giving up the, her likeness, and so she oh, goes into this room, like this, room, like this computer. This. There's, like, cameras all around, and they scan her from all angles, and they have a remote, and they're a- basically able to create a 3D, 100% lifelike, recreation of Robin Wright and they start making all these different movies with her at different ages because they can de-age and up-age and whatever and so she's you know, Robin Wright quote-unquote Robin Wright is in all these movies but okay. it's not the actress and i think it's sort yes. of about i've only seen it once and it was a while ago so i don't remember exactly i remember it gets real weird at the end like it becomes like an animated movie kind of out of nowhere which Ugh. is crazy okay. and weird no it's cool though i think okay she's it's still the actress but is she making money does she own the rights to her rights like is she if they're profiting on her likeness should she be compensated all that kind of stuff but like in a more entertaining way it's it's kind of fascinating it was a draft house films yeah, it's release it's
1: really Interesting. It's a really interesting thought process. And these are all things that we're going to have to deal with and the law is going to have to deal oh, with. Really? Sage. Parade. Really soon, yep. Because the other
0: thing, like you know, we were uh, something either that I was reading or that my boss wrote or something. But you know, like if an AI is trained to create a song that sounds like Beyonce, but Beyonce has nothing to do with it, should Beyonce be compensated? Uh, like in that, if it sounds like Beyonce and it's like the the beats of like a what normally like a the music of yes. what a Beyonce song would normally be, oh God, should that's so weird? Should Beyonce get compensated because they're basically aping her, but it's not her. Like she didn't do any work. But they're yeah. using her kind of image and likeness and blah, 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 to put this out into the world. And it's just like, huh, I don't know. I, I don't I don't have an answer to that. But I also Thankfully, don't have to have an answer for that.
1: Yeah, I don't know either, and I'm glad that we're not lawyers that have to fight for this because that's yes. going to be very complicated for a very mm-hmm.
0: long time. A couple other really quick news things. David Leitch, who directed Hobbs & Shaw, said Dame Helen Mirren deserves her own Fast and Furious off True. Very which true. I would like to see. I mean, we of course, Same. we would watch it.
1: But she's going to be in like all the other ones now. Like I think she's kind of yeah. solidified herself in them. She's in Nine. We talked about this. Like, she got, like, kind of confirmed for nine or whatever. So she's pretty much going to be in Hobbs and Shaw and this one. So, like... I can see them doing a Hattie Helen Mirren kind of spinoff, like the girls' spinoff as like them.
0: Yeah, I can see that. That would work.
1: She's like she's like the leader of the girls' spinoff. I think that would be kind of cool. You
0: have all female spinoff led by Helen Mirren and Hattie and yes. Letty and Mia and all yep. that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. The other news, and this is just I think a uh, somebody kind of typed up some bonus features on the Hobbs and Shaw Blu-ray. In the movie, Dwayne Johnson uh, Hobbs in the Samoan battle bites a guy's face. Dwayne Johnson told the story of how his grandfather Peter Mayavia bit another wrestler in a legendary story. So here's the quote. My grandfather was a very popular professional wrestler, widely considered the man who put Samoa, Samoa, on the map. As the story goes, on a wrestling tour in Japan, my grandfather was having dinner with his wrestler friends after the show. They were drinking. My grandfather and this other wrestler have words, and they begin to fight in the restaurant. As they spill out into the street, the wrestler goes to double-arm hook my grandfather. My grandfather does the only thing to do, he bites this guy's face and he winds up biting his eye out. That's in so Hobbs gross. and Shaw that is an homage to DJ's grandfather. That is so gross and right? so weird.
1: I don't I don't deal with eyes and knees. I've said this many a times. Like I've seen like lots of surgery things, I've done minor surgery things on things and like Eyes and knees, man. They don't. They just freak me out.
0: Did you hear that? Apparently, when Dak Prescott got hit, he thought his eye popped out of his skull.
1: Was it him or Deshaun Watson? Oh,
0: it's Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson. Yeah, yes. last week. Yeah, but yeah, he uh, he thought his ugh. eye popped out of his skull. I'm just and he like went to like touch it and like I'm like ugh. It makes me cringe, man. Ugh. I don't like it. I don't ugh. like that
1: feeling at all. Yep, I don't want to talk about that anymore. Bar. Yes. Glad he didn't. Good job, Deshaun Watson.
0: Keeping that eye in the head. And then also, the other quote in that thing was that Hobbs, Dwayne Johnson the Rock, uh, named his dog Hobbs, which I think is kind of cute and adorable.
1: Oh, that is cute. Right? That's really cute, yeah.
0: And that's kind of all the news that's fit to print. Uh, you know, kind of a light opening segment. We still got the minute to do, but uh, email yeah. us if you want to email in, family at cageclub.me. I feel like we don't really say the email address too much anymore, but family at cageclub.me. Email in. Leave us a review rating, five stars, whatever. you're a new whatever. listener,
1: Please. People, uh, we love new listeners, new new emailers, too.
0: I feel like if people have started listening recently, we haven't done this in a while because we haven't gotten a new person to send one in in a while, but send in your rankings. If you want to rank the nine movies, True. send in your order, what your favorite to least favorite or however you want to rank it, uh, one to nine, all eight movies plus Hobbs and Shaw. Amen. All right joe the fast and furious minute i named it we can this is open to interpretation i didn't there's no there's no, there's no dialogue in this again
1: there's a minor die i found minor minor
0: dialogue but uh i named it don's cool secret <laughs> I have an idea, Joe, for the, for a new, a new thing that we can do each minute. What? I think that we should, and this is going to be maybe like a, I don't want to say like a listener exam, but I kind of want to come up with like a multiple choice question and answer for each minute. Okay. And just keep it real safe. Or it can also be true or false. But I think the multiple oh, so like choice. Oh, they
1: play like as they're listening.
0: Well, no, because we're we're gonna talk about. I want to do like a written exam at the end. Like we can do like a Google Forms when we finish the entire first movie. We can have like we're gonna have to go back, and maybe this can be a pit stop. I don't know, but we're gonna have to go back and come up with questions for the first 20, 20 minutes. Like for instance, this one. What what inspired this is that Dom. It's kind of like a perfect trivia question, I think.
1: I think so. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting. I'm going exactly where you were.
0: Is go that ahead. Dom's? Nas like a lot of the time the guys like the the racers Nas button like the activation. It's right on the steering wheel. It's on the steering wheel, right? But Dom's he has to push the air conditioning button. The hazard light pushes out kind of like a cigarette lighter almost. And then yes. there's a button on top that he then injects the Nas into his engine. And he and he speeds off.
1: Yeah, that's his that's his push button. Yeah.
0: We could do a new category called trivia question. I think it would be something along the lines of like, what button does na or what button does Dom have to push to like. To, to prime a, his NAS, essentially.
1: Yeah, not prime. That's an interesting word. But yeah, but yeah to like but, get the NAS button to come out. But I would say like what standard car button yeah, uh, does how Dom about which, use for what his NAS?
0: combination of standard car buttons does, does Dom the, have to push to, to, use, to use, his NAS? use his NAS? Option A, and we can, always use it, we can always rearrange this, but option A would be air condition air, AC to hazard lights. Yes. B can be hazard lights to air conditioning.
1: Radio. Radio. Yep. Radio to, like, eject.
0: Uh, eject button to hazard lights.
1: Cigarette lighter. Something to cigarette lighter. Because it kind of looks like a cigarette lighter. That'd be a good fake one, right?
0: Hazard lights to cigarette lighter. Yeah. Because I think that'd be interesting because it's, like, the kind of nitpicky stuff. Like, it kind of gives purpose to the Fast and Furious Minute. It's the little details that we're picking up to flesh not even necessarily flesh out the world but be like oh like you could it could be something as nipicky as like what's the name of the shop across the street from blah blah? you know what i mean like yeah all the signs everything that you're doing i'm giving a reason this would be to a that. fun one
1: and this would be a fun quiz to like l- like release to everyone at the end of the thing like it's like a, like this would be the ultimate bar trivia of fast and the furious right like we can make like a really hard one that's yep. not like like, hard to just be obnoxious, but, like, a hard one to be, like, oh, shit. Like, you would know it, but you wouldn't be, like, certain of it, you know?
0: And what we can do is that whoever gets the highest score at the end, or if you, like, get a passing grade or whatever, you can win some kind of swag or merch or prize. I mean, you cool. can also go I'm back down. and listen to all these.
1: Yeah, you could cheat, but it would be really hard. It's basically an
0: open book test, unless you want to write down, if you want to write down the questions every time. I don't know, but, uh you know, play it however you want to play it. But I think we can put together something, and, you know, maybe we can go back and do some... uh other minutes, either on air or off air, and just come up I'm with like down. a really Th- that's arcane, a really fun idea. specific, difficult trivia quiz.
1: I'm am so down. That's a lot of fun. I'm
0: glad I'm glad you like it because I was driving tonight and I was just like, that's that's kind of that's like because there's not a idea. lot to talk about. You know, yep. we talked about. Last time, right? You were saying that this kind of that you're kind of getting blue balled by the minute. This again is even like there's even less kind of going on here. It's just yeah, it's, them it's racing. just the
1: manifold. Like uh, sorry, not the manifold. The, the floor pan danger to finally danger to manifold floor pan finally falls off. Yep. Brian's ahead. Dom sequences his nos open is it beats Brian at the end. Yep. That's it. Like that's the whole thing like and then Brian spins his car around and they all pull up to the end of the line
0: yeah Brian almost I mean he doesn't quite pull a Jesse later in the movie and drive off but he does not he's not there at the end like the other three guys are there at the end and Brian is like way far back
1: blew the piston rings
0: finishing order Dom then Brian then Danny Yamato Edwin so poor Edwin you know promise a menage uh, comes in dead last
1: which is funny because like we were talking about in the last time we watched this the Craig Lieberman video says it would be Dom Edwin Danny and Brian.
0: It just shows how bad of a driver Edwin is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I do wonder, though, how, going back to the trivia question for a second, how does Dom turn on his air conditioning in that car? Because it seems like the button doesn't do the air conditioning. It just...
1: I know, and you're in California. I was thinking the same thing. You need it. How do you use your hazard lights? Do you just hit NOS? Like... (laughs) Like, I don't fucking know. I don't know either of these.
0: What was cool about this is almost this entire minute is, like, the blurry background where it's just, like, the lights going by so quick. Yes. Which is a cool thing to say. I also, I, like, I don't know if that's... So... I don't know how realistic that is, but it's cool to see. It was cool to
1: see, but watching this chunk in, in one-minute pieces repetitively showed me how 90s this movie is. Because it's really, like, a weird almost green screen like moving screen thing that they got going on there if you watch watch this over and over again and you're like looking at like all the background and you're not like tied up in the race like we were when i was watching it this time i was like oh this looks like you're on like an, an animated ride right Interesting. like it looked, yeah 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 it very much felt to me like i was in like a uh, space mountain or something like that right because like all the things are moving and it, and like and when you start to like repeat it my brain was like, oh, none of these things are moving. They're just, like, streaking. And I was like, they're going much slower than they look when you're watching it in the moment. So yes. it was, like, very weird to me. As I kept watching, it kept slowing down. I was like, oh, these cars are going, like, 20 miles an hour. You know what I mean? Like, and it, was, it felt very strange.
0: Yeah, You wrote down some signs. There's nothing super exciting necessarily about the signs. Is there anything here that you want to uh, talk about? Anything noteworthy sign-wise?
1: Yes, there was one that I, I almost got a phone number for you. That's the main takeaway from this. Damn, um, damn, damn.
0: Damn, When Daniel. they're
1: at one point, I think maybe when Dom is about to hit his NOS and they show you like the two cars next to each other, they pass special discount furniture. They have like a shot and you see maybe like when they're pulling up to the end of the line, you know, like when you see like the, them finishing the race and you see yep. Dom pass them Brian. Yep. They're showing you that shot of the line, right? And across the street is a special discount furniture. It looks like a five four four two o nine nine. We could probably figure out the area code, but I couldn't make out the number enough to warrant this. Because, like, the camera's kind of shaky, right? Because you're watching the race. It's kind of shaky. It's kind of weird. It's kind of hard to read. I, like, tried to freeze it a bunch of times, and I couldn't make it out succinctly so. I give up on that. They do have something else that was really weird. Like when they pull up at the end of the race it looks like it says, I can't make out the first letter of it, but it's like Goobies or Boobies Balloons store. And then underneath it says wrap, like wrapping paper.
0: Very cool, I guess.
1: (laughs) So I guess this is like a party store that was there that was like on the other end of this strip. And I'm more confused if it's, is it Goobies? Goobies sounds like a weird name. And then the other name I was like Maybe it's Boobies, B-O-O-B-E-E-S, and I'm I'm very confused by it. So the way signs are set up and stuff like that, like, there's some shots that, we're, like, we just can't get some letters of them. I added some other signs
0: and things that cause, like that. Especially because, like, the way that this is shot, I mean, aside from, like, the most of the minute is just them zooming by everything too quickly. But then yes. at the end, like, it's a weird kind of downward-facing camera angle where you're not being able – you're not really – in, like entitled is the wrong word. But like you're not entitled to like the side. You can't really see the sides. Like it's yeah. very clearly about the street. It's all at a weird angle and sort of like cut off at the top on either yes. side.
1: It was hard, but that was that was the best that I could do in this one. Oh, and I also got some. There's some minor minor dialogue at the end of it. It's just somebody being like like when they pull up to the end. Dom is getting out of his car, and yeah. somebody in the crowd is like, "Move! Come on! Come on! Back up!" Trying to let Dom get out of his like, don't swarm Dom. We don't know who it is. Like you know, it's just like some random crowd goer. These are kind of like the whispers we heard like before the race. Remember, we were hearing people talking, and I was hearing people talking in the background.
0: You know what I'm most excited about with this minute is that maybe the next minute is going to finally be, "Dude, I almost had you." It it is. It is. I don't know if it's going to be the entire thing though. It's going to be half of it.
1: We're yeah, we're gonna get the we're gonna get the first half of it, and I think the second half is going to be Jesse walks up. Or actually, you know what? I think that there might be one minute in between. Like it might be, "Dude, I almost had you," and then Jesse's gonna like walk up and dom looks at the engine and it's gonna like stop there that's my guess
0: yeah maybe i made another 25 minutes in the audio and the video files this weekend like yes. i cut down the, the the digital copy into 25 more minutes so mm-hmm. i have a sa- i know what minute we get to the party and i know that i so- i showed <laughs> i showed you the the the, the still the stick the, the screenshot still between i don't remember what minutes they are but there's just the one where like, is like face kind of pounding the corona but not his like his lips aren't on the bottle he's just like pouring it into his mouth like that's a split of a minute which i think is awesome but i know when we get to the party and we're, we're close but we're not there yet we got a lot to get before there obviously we know, talked about that but i don't know the actual individual breakdown of how you know one minute bleeds into the next so i'm you know we all know what's coming it's just that i don't know where the actual starts and stops are yeah exactly do you like the the dumb title dom's cool secret because i just thought you know air conditioning <coughs> cool secret
1: yeah oh uh, yeah yeah i do i don't know I what mean, else there's...
0: could be like it's not like there's not exactly. a lot exactly you know there's not a lot to go off here yeah anyway let's take a quick break let's come back and talk about brick mansions uh for 2014 The paul walker in another brian o'connor spin-off movie question mark
1: Six. 56. Pit Stop. Pit Stop. This episode is brought to you by Maine School of Masonry, the country's only private, non-profit masonry school that opened its doors in 2005. Since then, hundreds of students have learned the fundamentals of laying brick and stonework. Brick Masons.
0: Very very cool. brick
1: mansions, brick mansions. Sorry, I said masons because of masonry, but
0: it's close brick enough.
1: Brick masons and brick mansions, it's both right. Okay.
0: So brick mansions from 2014. This is a movie that I saw in theaters, and I'm going to be upfront here. When Ben picked this, I thought it was a good pick because it's a you know it's a later day. It's it's Paul Walker's yes. final movie that he fully completed. Uh, yes. Fury 7 came out after this, but he had passed away before he was done shooting. In the middle of it, obviously. And so they CGI'd him in. We talked about that a lot. This was yeah. the last movie that he fully completed. And I remembered not liking it in theaters. Like, I remember thinking Dude, parts were how? cool. How? I don't know. But now, so I was a little bit worried to watch it. And then this time I was just like, oh, this is cool. Like, I don't know. It's not great, but it's good and it's a lot of fun. This is what I say. It's very, really like a Brian O'Connor spin off movie.
1: It absolutely is. So I said this to you. I watched it today, and I said this movie had no reason to be as fun as it was. I don't know how they made it. Like you said, it's not great, but it was like such a fun, goofy action movie. This movie fits so perfectly between the second movie and the fourth movie. It's like this is what Brian was doing during Tokyo Drift, essentially.
0: So what I love about this movie is that he is a cop. We knew he was an undercover cop. He also, once again, by the end of this... Quits being a cop. Like, he can't not quit being a cop. (laughs) Yeah. It's amazing. He he sides with the
1: criminals every time at the end.
0: The most important thing, it's a small thing, but just trying to fit into what we've been talking about recently. After the first episode of this lap, we asked Kara, what do you think? Where do you think they go for too fast? She's like, I don't know. Detroit? This movie takes place in Detroit and. There are so many dudes jumping into and out of car windows. Windows, yes. That's this is the I movie that Carol wanted to see. It
1: is. There's like one part where he parkours. Like the door was open, and and he's with Brian, right? What's mm-hmm. his name? Lido.
0: Lino. L i n o. Lino.
1: He Dukes of Hazards, The door's open, but like through and out the side of the of the window, and I was like, holy shit! This is exactly Kara's. This is what she wanted. And yeah, I was like, I can't believe that it actually happened in this.
0: This is a remake of a movie called District B-13, which is a French movie. And okay. from what I understand that I haven't seen that, Mike Manzi's scene that he really likes it, Resident Story Mike Manzi. I yes. think from what I've gathered, Lino... The same actor was in District B-13.
1: Oh, okay.
0: This is, I think, sort of a remake, but also kind of a continuation of his story. I don't think it's like a complete retelling. I think he's the star of that one, or maybe he's the same character. I don't know exactly, but like, if you want more of this and more of him, because he's a Crazy good parkour artist. You can watch District B thirteen, which is a French movie from I think like two thousand four ish, maybe okay, or like a couple, at least a couple years before, maybe a decade before. Uh, but this is either like a remake or a sequel or kind of a hybrid of both. Before we talk about the movie, there's a couple quotes that I pulled from Wikipedia. This had sort of like mixed reviews, uh, mixed critical reception, Isaac Feldberg of We Got This Covered, though, called this, quote, a highly entertaining action thriller, said, quote, if Brick Mansions is to serve as Paul Walker's final work, it's relieving at least to know that it's his best and an appropriately sensational capstone to a career built on pulse-pounding, jaw-dropping action spectaculars.
1: I would argue it's probably not his
0: best. No, yeah, exactly.
1: But other than that, I agree. Like, this is a great a great send-off in the sense that he was, like, becoming, like, the biggest action star in the world, right? So it feels like a Fast and Furious spin-off to me. Like, I-, I don't know how he agreed to this when we know that in the Paul Walker documentary, he was saying, like, I don't want to be part of a franchise forever. And he's part of a franchise forever. And then the-, the other movie that he does essentially feels like the exact same movie. I love it. It was more of what we wanted. Yep. but. I don't know how he did it. Like I don't know how he okayed this.
0: I don't know. One other quote that I pulled: uh, Mick LaSalle of the San Francisco Chronicle wrote, "Quote: The movie itself makes that impossible to forget. There are cars all over the movie, car chases, car crashes, crazy driving, a scene of Walker hanging from a speeding car, and yep. even a scene of Walker and another guy going eighty miles an hour when the brakes and the steering give out." Apart yep. from that, there's just the awkwardness of looking at someone on screen and knowing more about him than he knows about himself.
1: True. Oh, good quote. I think it's
0: kind of about... He's
1: Brian O'Connor.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, when I when I watched Fast and Furious 6, like, he died in November, and then I was watching it again to, like, kind of do my final year-end ranking or whatever, and I remember being, like, really sad, like, not even almost being, like, almost not be able to finish the movie because, like, knowing in there, you know, ride or die and, like, them just doing crazy stunts and knowing he died in a car, it's weird to, like, see... That between the time that he made this movie and the time that it came out, yes, he died. There's the irony there. And also, you know, in terms of the character side of it, yeah, like, absolutely. He knows, the characters not know that he's Brian O'Connor, but, like, we know that he's Brian O'Connor. I call them, in my entire notes, I just call them Brian. Like, it's just, it's Brian doing this, Brian doing that.
1: Yeah, I don't even know his real name in this movie. It's, It's Brian. Like, he's playing Brian O'Connor, yeah. so to me, well, it's like...
0: Well, he starts out with, like, black hair and, like, brown eyes, and I was like, I don't know what, this is weird, I don't like this, and then thankfully, he takes <laughs> those contacts out and showers out the gel, like, the, the hair dye, and I was like, there he is, the juicy boy with the blue eyes, like, there, he's back. We get a
1: great blue eye shot of him, do Oh, we? yeah. They focus, and they're like, No. We, you thought you weren't going to get Brian O'Connor, but you're definitely going to get Brian O'Connor.
0: Yeah. So let's go through this, oh God, specifically so much talking overlap. about the uh, the connections to the Fast and Furious franchise.
1: A, not a connection to the Fast and the Furious franchise. When I first saw Lino, mm-hmm. I really was hoping, please God, don't let this main actor be Ted from How I Met Your Mother. Wait, you thought he was Neil Patrick Harris? No, Ted's, Ted Mosby is the other one. No. The one that looks like this guy, the one that was in the um the fucking Zeth movie too, where he was hooking up with like, oh the Josh girl. Radner.
0: okay, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So I thought it was him, and I was like, please God, don't be him, please God, don't be him. And I was like, this guy's a little too jacked for it. I was like, if this is a really jacked Ted, this movie is gonna go downhill real <laughs> fast. And it wasn't, thankfully. I was like, Oof. and then Paul Walker's not in like the first ten minutes of this movie. Yep. So I was like, oh, I don't know where the fuck we're going with this.
0: This movie also to th- to set up the premise. So this movie is about in Detroit in the year twenty. 20- 2018, the distant future of 2018, they have basically <laughs> built Hamsterdam.
1: It had so much Wire references to me. This was like the towers. Yeah, exactly. Season
0: three or season four of The Wire, Hamsterdam, where they basically let crime run amok. It's also like the movie Dread, which I just rewatched. Things have kind of gone to shame, to ruin, to just falling apart in, in different places. So they sort of gather all of the less desirable elements. And they put up, they literally in this movie put up walls around what they call brick mansions, which is like this big building. In. And Riza is kind of the de facto mayor. And he's also like the drug kingpin. And yes. the movie is about, he steals a bomb, right? He steals like a neutron bomb.
1: He has a neutron bomb. That's, like, a big contentious point in the movie. They're sending Brian to go get the bomb back.
0: Yeah, there's basically two sides of the story. There's, number one, there's a the Leno side who is trying to get revenge, or he's trying to, like, vigilante kind of style. He's
1: the Robin Hood. He, yes. like, steals the drugs. He's trying to get rid of all the drugs because he's trying to, like... Kind of in his own way, clean up the neighborhood, right? Yes.
0: The first scene is him taking like ten pounds, or kilos. twenty pounds, or twenty kilos of heroin and ruining it all. Rizza is trying to go after him, and he goes after him through his girlfriend, and blah 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 blah. Meanwhile, they're sending Brian in, and again, like this is a kind of like a Brian and Roman situation, where it's Brian and Lena. Like you know, you're only the only person you could do this with. Is a, is a is a fellow convict. It's like what? Like this is literally. Too fast, too furious.
1: (laughs) I know. And they're like, the guy that we're going to give you to do it is like, the guy to be your eyes is going to be a criminal that like lived there forever. And Brian's reaction is so the same exact reaction from two. Like, I was ready for him to ask Lino if he knew what would be a better engine for a Skyline, a gallo Hotel, <laughs> or a Gallo-24. Like, his, like, first reaction's like, really, this guy? And you're like, go ahead, test him. Like, I just wanted him to give him a question that was, like, just like that.
0: Yeah, it's it's amazing how similar, and I don't know if it's, like, a because there's, there's references in here, like, Riz at one point literally says we ride or die. Like, there's stuff yes. in here, and, like, there's another thing, like, where they're running through, and there's, like, a Wu-Tang poster in the background at one point Rizza says you know up in here cash rules everything around me you know you know that one right it's like well okay so like this movie (laughs) is like winking at the audience a little bit but I also feel like it's not explicitly like let's remake another Fast and Furious movie it's kind of just like here's what we're gonna do and it just so happens that everything that we're seeing we're picking up on these like similarities
1: yes I think so and I think that that's part of the charm of the movie right like that's one of the reasons why I liked it so much if it was trying to be like super out there and like original it wouldn't have been as much fun for me as a viewer.
0: Yeah, Brian and Roman, essentially, Brian and Lino go in to take out the neutron bomb. Lino's trying to save his girlfriend, who Riza has captured. In the end, or sort of as they get there, they stop the bomb from going off. They realize that the bomb was, they were not sent to disarm the bomb, but to have the bomb dis, uh, to detonate right there because the, yes. the fucking, the stupidest, the stupidest thing is that the <laughs> disarm code is the zip code that they're going to blow it up, and that's Brick Mansion's And so then, like, what feels like the end of the movie is, like, an hour five or an hour ten to this movie. I'm like, where, like, what is, I'm like, I don't remember where this goes. They then take the bomb to City Hall and to the mayor. Everybody from Brick Mansions follows them in there. And it's Brian and Lino and Riza and, like, Riza's main bodyguard. And they all burst into the mayor's office. And then there's a guy on the rooftop across the street, like, filming this and recording it.
1: They want the mayor to put the code in. That he gave them to disarm it. They're like fucking do it then, and he's like, oh, I can't. It, we'll, we got it. But he's also and talking about like
0: the cesspool of brick mansions. You know, like uh, yeah, it would be like it would be like the, as crazy as like somebody saying like Baltimore is like a shithole of a city. Like you would never say that.
1: Yeah, especially not, not, not if you're like presidents. the president. Yeah, exactly.
0: Then you know the mayor gets kicked out. They knock down the walls of brick mansions. Rizza, I guess, starts running for mayor of the entire, of Detroit, and Brian is kind of the sheriff. Like, they call him sheriff. Like, he just kind of, you know, polices everything. Yeah. And he's not, like, police, but he's police.
1: He is. The best part about the end, to me, was, like, how did we just forgive the Rizza for being, like, a long-time murderer drug dealer?
0: Well, because, he says, I've done a lot of, <laughs> I've done a lot of bad things, but I never tried to kill your dad. And Brian's like, all right, I'll buy, you, I'll buy it. No, I mean, like, how did the city of Detroit
1: Detroit, like, let him run for mayor as a criminal? I mean, don't answer that question, honestly, because, yeah, I know. But I'm <laughs> saying, like, how did somebody that has, like, all, an extensive criminal past run for election? Everybody's like, got my vote. I don't know,
0: man. I do not know. I was also I calling or sort of comparing Riza to Carter Verone, kind of in the, uh, like, he's not So much Carter Verone. He's a so drug dealer, but run. he is a card of And also the parkour, he was reminding me of Fast Five with the favelas, where they're running from rooftop to rooftop.
1: And also Four, with Dom hanging the guy out the mm, window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so much more reminiscent of Four for me, because in four that's when we see brian first become the fbi agent brian's kind of new and brian does that whole parkour scene through the whole first part of four and we just watched four i was like oh my god like there's so many similarities another similarity that i caught he goes to his grandfather right like his mm-hmm. grandfather's kind of like a mini through line throughout the movie and when he goes and first meets his grandfather he's like he just caught like the first bad guy like we get introduced to brian and he's like catching like what's his name like Carlos the Greek or whatever he's like I only got one left grandpap like I'm gonna go get like the rizza he's like no you'll never stop and he's like one last job and I was like one last job is like the whole theme of a period. <laughs> and like they're always doing one last job yeah. it's like one last job and then come back to you family that was like the whole whole thing I was like oh this is so perfect
0: another thing that I found early on was that there's a scene where Brian has like his entire kind of Pepe Silvia sort of map on his wall of like different people's pictures and maps yes. and like yes. string going from thing to thing and he's yes. there and he's like trying to piece out who's going and then there's this beautiful woman from behind she's like basically like come back to bed he's like i'm working and it's just like even here like he's again it's sort of this is a little <clears> bit brian but also kind of a little bit of Hobbes, like you know not now woman like i'm working here and just it's, yeah. it's, he's got that fast and furious the work the job is more important than i mean family above all but like She's obviously not family. She just kind of uh, you know, whatever. She's like she's a she's there for the night.
1: A lady of the night she is.
0: Brian also speaks Chinese in this, which for a little bit which is kind of cool. Like surprisingly, oh, he just, I you totally know, drops a couple it. lines of Chinese.
1: Did you think at any point the woman that left his apartment was Lino's girlfriend and they were both vying for the same woman's affection.
0: Oh, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I also got a sense in the middle that, like, Lino and his girlfriend had broken up, right? Like, they say that, I think, right? And then...
1: Yes, that's what I was saying. So, like, it was like, oh, Lino still loves her, but he got her out and she lives in the city with Brian now. Like, I thought that that was going to be the thing. Like, the surprise was going to be when they get there, they're both kind of chasing the same girl.
0: I don't usually watch movies like that, try to do that, like, try to guess what's coming next, because I just... Get, okay. get, too, get too into my own head. But I also, I also it almost feels like the movie is kind of not trying to complicate things too much or something like that. You know what I mean? But also, yeah. it could fit easily into this. So I don't know.
1: I was like seeing it and like the girl that left Brian's house was like cute and kind of the same shape and like hair color. But you only see her from behind for like a second. So that's why I was like, oh, I think I thought that maybe it was going to be the same girl. And that was going to be like the big climax of this, right? Like they're both like, she's like, no, I'm with Brian now. And like, this is what I thought was going to go on. Did you notice at one point, they give Brian this pre-programmed GPS tracker to make it into the ghetto. Mm -hmm. And he's following the GPS tracker. And I'm like. Holy shit! That's four. That's what Gal would have given him to like deliver the drugs. Like they have this thing. Like that's the whole thing. Uh, there's so much, so much overlap that I was really <laughs> excited about as I was watching this.
0: Oh, actually, w- when I mentioned before he speaks Chinese, uh, he says he's never been to Southeast Asia. And I was like, you know, not that Tokyo is necessarily Southeast Asia, but like he's never been there, I guess, because you know, it's, True. that's other people's stories. So, I like, the, I think that
1: he never did make it to Asia in in Fast and the Furious, right?
0: He never did. No, Dom did. Han did. Yeah, else. true. Giselle probably got close. She did. She was in Singapore. With she's a citizen of the world. She is. In that scene where he drive, he holds onto the guy's car as the guy drives away. What I thought was really cool, like he picks the, like he's holding onto the trunk and he picks the lock of the trunk and he goes in through the back seat, punches both guys, buckles his seatbelt and crashes his car into the barrier in front of the poli- the precinct, and the guy yes. ejectositos because into yeah, the police he throws station. Him out. Yep. There's one, and then the guy's like, you know, show me your hands, show me your hands, get out of the car. He's like, I'm a cop. He's like, show me your badge. And he just flips him off. I'm like, that's another Brian thing.
1: That's like, a very Brian move, yeah.
0: This is all very too fast. Like, it's it's the Roman connection, Ejecto Cedo cuz, it's him and Roman flipping each other off. Yep. Like, yep. so much of this is like is l- almost literally too fast, just up north. He doesn't
1: do a stare and drive. He does a no hands and drive with Lino in the car. Oh yeah, he's
0: like, you want to drive? Go ahead and drive. It's just like, whoa. And he just
1: picks his hands up, yeah. which is also a nod to the one criminal that could couldn't drive, remember? When he's like, I'll teach you how to drive or True. whatever. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. There's so much too fast that is happening in this. Car-wise, I have something interesting. Okay. It pretty much throughout this whole movie, they're driving the Riza's Mustang, right? Yes. And yep. the main point of contention is, like, early on, they go downstairs. Like, they had, like, captured the Rizza, right? Like, Leno captures the Rizza. This is before, like, the whole Brian, like, comes in kind of thing. He's like, give me the keys to your Mustang. He's like, no, that's my baby. Like, you know that's my baby. In that garage, there's, like, a Lambo and, like, all of these other cars. And I'm like really like the Mustang is the car that you're like American muscle baby I guess but it was like it wasn't even like really crazy right like you have like a Lambo sitting right there so it's like you don't want that one and he's like no man like the Mustang's my baby and I was like what the fuck it was just very strange to me.
0: Oh, I liked. I mean, this is not really a Fast and Furious thing, but when they capture Lino, right? Like they draw, like Lino. They have Riza. Like they go in, and they kidnap Riza, and they have Riza at gunpoint, right? It's yes. Lino and his girlfriend, yes. and they bring him to the right the military yeah. police, right? It turns out that they're all on Riza's payroll, and they arrest Lino right there, and he then Riza takes you know the the girl away with them. But then yes. there's that like crazy parkour. Where he pulls the guy's head through the meal slot, and then jumps on the wall and, like, knees down on his head. Like, that was brutal. It
1: was very brutal. It was was reminiscent of, like, American History X to me. It was like, like, I don't want to get head smashed in the feed tray of my jail cell. Like... No.
0: We have talked before about this, how this is a neutron bomb, Like once again, and this is sort of like, not an argument that we had about Hobbs and Shaw, but it sort of makes sense here, I guess, like in just kind of this like, dumb sort of generic action movie that Brian's got to save the world again, right? Like it's just like...
1: Yes, he's saving the world. It can't be low stakes, get the drug kingpin. It's like, no, the drug kingpin also has a neutron bomb and Russian military weapons. Yep. For them having so much military-grade weapons and guns, they rarely get shot at comparatively yeah right yeah they have rockets and stuff and then like they'll be being chased by like 40 people and like no one shooting at them in like an open street i have a question for you Mm -hmm. i don't i don't know if you'll know the answer you might know the answer the license plates in detroit oh with the qr codes codes is that like a new thing is that real
0: i don't know i feel like i've heard maybe about that no, I think I think that's made up for the movie.
1: Okay, so that's this is really stupid. We don't have these because you know, you live in the tri-state area. I live in the tri-state area, and like all of these like places like the Tappan Zee Bridge and like stuff like that are all switching to EasyPass or to get in the mail. So it just takes a picture of your license plate. Dude, if you had a QR code on it, this would be
0: awesome. What would you need to know? Like what would the QR code offer more than just license plate? Cuz you're in theory, you're tapping into the same database whether you're looking at a license plate or you're looking at a QR code. Like what additional info with the QR code offer
1: no it would just like make sure that like the plate was real or if like some like if you like try to scuff the plate or something like it would distinguish between O's and zeros for the cops you know mm, what I mean yeah like, stuff like that yeah, yeah did you ever see like the thing that like somebody has a picture and they're like got my new license plate in the mail and the license plates like zero zero O zero zero O O.
0: there was a guy who had the license plate null N-U-L-L and I don't remember if it was one state or multiple I think it was multiple states I think it was like 30 states if 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 a cop doesn't enter in a license plate for whatever reason, it ticks to null. So this guy had like hundreds of parking tickets and, like, all these, like, different... Like, he just, like, had, like, crazy... And, like, it wasn't him in any of them. It was, like, some other car oh. that they hadn't punched it in. So, like...
1: Every state that he went to, they tried to, like, boot him because they were like, no, here, here it is, we found null. Yeah. But it's, it wasn't, but that it is, so... Yeah. Yeah, so something like this. This is what I'm imagining the QR code would be for. Or, you know, like, it could tell the cops or... You know how, like, in Georgia, they have, like, your town or your township or whatever on your license plate. They did for a while. Like, it would, like, tell you, like, it could say, like, Trenton, right? Like, it would be, like, New Jersey, but then it would say, like, Trenton at the bottom. Okay. And mine would be, like, New Haven, right? Like, it would say, like, Connecticut, but it would have New Haven. So you could have that information in the QR code, but not printed on your license plate, right? Gotcha, okay. So it'd be, like, stuff for cops, but, like, stuff that, like, you wouldn't want maybe everyone to know, is okay. what I'm guessing.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. When he drives through the barricades to get into Brick Mansion, it was very reminiscent of Fast and Furious number four, when he drives through the, uh, the tunnel in Mexico where he just like kind of like a
1: thousand percent he's like you know
0: do you know where you're going yeah I'm just gonna just barrel through here
1: and it's like even like the same like kind of like boarded up wall that they like plow through did you notice that when they hijack the truck in in the version of hijacking that they shoot a thing in the front and winch it up onto another truck Italian job slash fast five it oh okay because they like grab the truck with the winch and like also we use winches in every fast and the furious movie after four pretty much right like <laughs> they like hook onto a car and mm-hmm. like drag it somehow
0: yeah yeah, yeah. we're talking about how leno is basically roman right but like there's a part here they knock a guy out at brick mansions and brian goes to get the keys out of the pocket and leno already has elbowed the driver's window and brian's like i got the keys like yes why is he like he's, he's so, he's so, so roman.
1: tyrese and then like a couple of the last, last, last things that I have that are just like, you know, movie fun things. Yep. This really threw me out of the movie when I was watching it because, you know, we always watch The Minute now. So I was watching kind of like the grand scope of the movie and things in the background and whatnot. When Brian is like, give me the code and he like has the phone, there's a point where it cuts back to the bomb to show you how much time is left, and half the code's already punched in before Brian touched it. And I was like, <laughs> come on, guys. Like, And it's, like, visible. So, like, I like, rewound the movie and was like, is it really, like, half the code's punched in? And, like, yep, he already, like, has, like, three of the five digits punched into the thing and I'm like god damn it and then like when he goes to punch it it like re-punches them and like lights up but I was like you guys couldn't have fixed that like one scene like who didn't like just like photoshop over this you know what I mean that's just like an adobe premiere thing this isn't like a weird like just cut that part out like you know cause it's just like showing you the numbers so just like blank over it. Yeah. Really strange.
0: Oh, so we've talked about, I think it was Wes's term, uh, Automancer, right? Where we talk about like touching cars gets you more powerful. Yes. There's a part in here where... Paul Walker has to do a little bit of parkour where they have to jump from building to building. And I wonder if he was a, kind of like a parkour mancer, because like Leno kind of like taps him <laughs> in the back like, you know, like you got this, but like just don't think about it. Don't think, jump, all instinct. He kind of touches yeah. Brian. I was like, oh, parkour mancer, maybe? Parkour Mancer.
1: I like it. They
0: kinda of Hobbs and Shaw the giant guy at the end when they have to like it's they they, they learn it quicker than Hobbs and Shaw. They know that they can't single handedly take this guy down. So like they have to like kind of do the look over here and then the other person takes him out.
1: The double backflip that they do at one point is incredible too. Mm-hmm. There's like a lot of like partnership. Hobbs and Shaw kind of feels there.
0: I mentioned earlier that Brian, you know, that Riza says I didn't kill your dad. Like he didn't kill Brian's dad. Whatever. Brian's always had daddy issues. Like even you know we talked about in when we did the diagnostics that the actual Brian O'Connor doesn't know his dad or his dad walked out or whatever. So like I feel no matter what character he's playing he's got daddy issues so like the other movies that we talk about with him you know this lap we got to see if his dad is around or if his dad's not around because it feels like you know he's always just kind of like a, a cowboy without a daddy
1: very true the, like one of my favorite parts was you, you were just talking about is like I didn't kill your dad and Lino you know tells Brian like look this doesn't feel right it, it's definitely not the code they're trying to blow us up they just like they're like okay we're gonna let it count down then and Brian just like <laughs> after that he just shrugs and goes jokes on me <laughs> Yeah. and it's just like yeah it's like what like your response to like you could have died 0.2 seconds ago was like got me
0: there's another line earlier it's not it's not that but it's uh when when they are in the laundromat and he speaks a little chinese and the guy puts a coin in the laundromat slot And he he goes in, like, the whole, like, machine, like, enters into the wall. And they go into, like, the underground drug layer. Which is
1: really dope, by the way. Yeah. It
0: reminded me a little bit of...
1: uh, St. Wale? I was
0: going to say it reminds me of Breaking Bad, where there's the laundromat. But I don't remember the name of the laundromat in Breaking Bad.
1: The sliding thing always reminds me of one thing. Streetwear clothing store in Boston called Bodega. Okay. In Boston, there's this shop. In the front of it, it looks like a really shitty convenience store. Okay? You know, like, a couple drink things. They don't really fill it. There's, like, some Top Ramen on the shelves, but it's, like, generally pretty shitty. So we went there, because we were, like, looking for the streetwear store. We were actually at Karma Loop, and Karma Loop had a real store. Now it's, like, just an online store. We're, like, yo, is there, like, another shop around here like this? And this dude's, like, Bodega's, like, the dopest shop around. Like, go there. So we walk up, and we're, like, we're, like, looking, and, like, we have the address. This is, like, before, like, you could get, like, really get GPS on your phone. So, like, we had, like, the address, and we're, like, okay, like, this is the address of this thing called Bodega, but, like there's only the shitty convenience store here. Like, we know that that's a bodega, but, like, this isn't a clothing store. So we're like, did this guy, like, take us to, like, somewhere weird or something? Yeah. We walk up to the guy at the counter, and he's on a MacBook Pro, like, a brand new one. Okay. In this really shitty convenience store. And we're like, oh, this is so weird. And we're like, do you know where this clothing store is? He's like, what? And we're like, you, like, the clothing store. Like, do you know where, like, the clothing store is? He's like, step on the cracked tile. And, the like, <laughs> next thing day- I swear to God, I sw- I s- this this memory seared into my brain. So we walk over, we like look down and there's like a cracked tile like right to the right of him. And we like walk over and a snapple machine just slides over and we hear this like blaring hip hop music and like you go through a door and you're like in the clothing shop. That's awesome. And, like that's it's the coolest thing ever. So if you wanna see it, even cooler is when we came back, Wale, the rapper Wale, shot a music video there. Lady Gaga's in the music video before she was famous. Oh. Like she's just like singing the hook on this. So it's like a Wale Lady Gaga music video. If you look up Wale Lady Gaga Killing. and watch the- Chilling. Yes, that's exactly what it is. And if you look up that music video, you'll see them go into Bodega, and half the music video is shot in the store. That was my whole tension about the sliding laundromat door. Cool. Because I'll never forget the secret door that I walked through to go to this clothing store, and it was like the coolest thing ever.
0: Well, the reason I brought that up, aside from, I mean, that was just an awesome story, but the reason I brought that Thank up you. is that when he puts the coin in, and the thing goes in, Brian just looks at it and goes, cool. Like... <laughs> <laughs> It, it's in a, like I wrote down like cool but like it's in a cool way it's just like a
1: cool cool it's like the South Park like nice
0: so this movie was written by Luke Basson, who wrote and directed or wrote or helped make wrote directed made whatever Leon the professional he did Lucy oh, nice. he did valerian he did he had some part to do I don't know if the he wrote the sequels or not, but he has writing credits on them in the transporter trilogy in oh, the damn. taken trilogy he did the fifth element um he
1: did Anna he did
0: lockout man. like this guy has made a ton of great stuff. Uh, so when I saw that in the closing credits, I was like, oh, no wonder it was like cool, like a, like a nice, a good action movie, because like this guy knows how to craft that kind of thing.
1: Yes. The one last thing, there's a great quote in this movie that I really liked, and the grandfather is talking to Brian, and he looks at Brian, and he goes revenge and justice are not the same thing. And I was like, holy shit, that's really awesome. And also, you know, Fast and Furious adjacent. We're always trying to get either revenge or justice, and they sometimes, like, overlap. Like, people are treating them the same, but they're not. They're definitely different things. So I was like, very nice quote. You So you said you liked this movie... I really enjoyed this movie. I think Ben made a great pick. I was very surprised. As I've said a million times over, I'm not really an action movie kind of guy. This one just hit all the right notes for me, and I was very excited about it.
0: It was very cool. I looked up while we were talking, uh, the movie It had a $28 million budget, uh, it's made not much. made twenty million dollars domestically. Made sixty eight total worldwide. So not a huge oh, hit, damn. but it made a little bit of money. Even if you double that for the uh, marketing and stuff, kind of mixed reviews, but it was cool. If you have not seen this one, go watch it. I don't think it's available to stream for free anywhere. You got to pay a couple bucks to watch it, but it's worth it. But like, it's was a cool movie. it was great.
1: Highly recommended. It's like a, such a fun like nighttime movie. This would be like a great like you know right after dinner, you watch something very simple. You don't have to think too hard on it. And it's you short. Like it's so short this was an hour and 20 out the door, right? 125 maybe.
0: And like I was saying before, like it feels like it's over like an hour 5, hour 10 in, then they go to city hall or whatever, town hall and
1: wrap it up. Yeah.
0: It's 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 breezy.
1: It is, but it feels right. It doesn't feel like it's rushed. It doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like they had to stretch it out at all. There's no like big gaps in it, you know what I mean? They're not adding fluff to it to like make it last longer. Like it feels like the right amount of movie and uh, it just it was comforting. I liked it.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, so next week, we're going to be talking about Fast Five, continuing with Carrot in the Driving School app. We are going down to Rio de Janeiro, Christ the Redeemer statue, and podcast from down there. Then, like we said, in two weeks, we're going to be talking about Ford v. Ferrari. Um, so you've got two weekends to go see that. Go, you know, let us know what you think of it. Christian Bale, Matt Damon, Ford v Ferrari, and uh, I'm looking forward to that one. That's uh same. I'm uh, excited. It's, it's for gonna it.
1: be fun. I, I I'm excited to hear your take on it. They picked really great actors for it, right? Like I like Christian Bale and Matt Damon. I think you do too, right?
0: Yeah, I do. Absolutely. Have they been yeah, in so... things together? Like it feels like they should have been. You know what I mean? Like it feels... I was gonna say
1: The Big Short, but. That's Goss and Christian Bale. You're right. They do feel like they would have been in a movie like The Big Short, though, don't they?
0: And it feels like, you know, Christian Bale is sort of like... like he's not in the Oceans movies, but it feels like he could have been. Like, it's like all they all kind of exist. They float around in the same kind of space. Yeah, exactly. I'm also excited because I'm not we're not going to reveal them until the week uh, the you know the the pit stop before, but every other Paul Walker movie that we're watching this lap, I have not seen yet. So I think I'm excited to see the next handful of movies that we're doing for this lap because they're all new to me, and I'm looking oh, forward to all of them. I've seen one.
1: I thought the, I thought that one of the ones you were talking about we had seen you had seen.
0: You saw one. The your pick you've seen that you've been trying to get me to see forever, but I have not seen it. Oh god.
1: Okay. Wow. Really?
0: Yeah, everything, everything's new to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, and I think, so I can say that we're, we're doing three more Paul Walker movies. We're doing four, like, I think it's kind of like going to be like a rough-ish rule of thumb, you know, in a lap about an actor. We're probably going to do about four of their movies, four or five, like in that, about half the episodes. Yeah. And so of the three that are left, I think you had seen... We've both seen one of the four. I saw Brick Mansions. You saw the one that you picked. So uh, the oh, one that I picked, sweet. I had not cool. seen yet. I was just looking forward to I it. I can't so.
1: believe you haven't seen this movie yet. It's a great movie. So I'm really excited for you to watch it.
0: And if you're out there, if you're an eagle-eyed listener or eagle-eared listener, I think it'd be pretty obvious, pretty easy to figure out what uh, what Paul Walker movie Joe wanted me to watch. So we're doing True. that yeah. down the stretch, down you know later in the year or early next year. I don't remember exactly when. Any other thoughts about... Uh, either The Minute, I guess, or Brick Mansions. before we come back next week?
1: No, I just want to say thanks to Ben. That was a great pick and I'm glad that we watched it and I actually that's a movie that I'm going to watch again. For me, that's like a good one that I could watch. Again, Rachel didn't watch it with me this time. I think that like I'll revisit that in a couple weeks with her and, and give her a watch of it.
0: Yeah, you can go to TooFast2Forever.com to go to our Patreon and find out our next two theme, or next two lap themes. Uh, you can also get the Fast and Furious Minute document over there, get some free merch and swag in our entire mm-hmm. endless gratitude toward you email us family at cageclub.me and you know come back for fast five uh, with coward galler regan next lap or next episode next week but for all things too fast too forever you can go to cageclub.me facebook.com slash fast too forever or at too fast too forever on twitter and instagram email us family at cageclub.me come back next week for fast five and get yourself to a theater to see Ford v. Ferrari and come back in two weeks for our next pit stop talking about that movie. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe, too. And we'll see you next time right here on Too Fast, Too Forever.